0: Jim Bright, how are you, my friend?
1: Everything I know about is good. Let, let's dive in there. Uh, there's yep. that business professor in Augusta says, okay, eliminate the state income tax, but you've got to get the money from someplace. We've we got to pay the state patrol. We've got to pay the prison guards. We've got to pay everybody who works in state government. Uh, so what do you do? Is your idea to repeal the state income tax and, and do what?
0: Well, thank you very much for the question, and it's been uh, something that's been a hot topic for a number of years. If you consider the fact that our neighbors to the south, Florida, don't have an income tax. Our neighbors to the north, Tennessee, they do not have an income tax. And neither of those states, um, I don't think, closed any. They, no bridges fail, They paved their roads. No, closed, no schools closed. They found a way to do it. And, in fact, the state that we compete with the most for economic development and for jobs, Texas, They also have no income tax. There are about nine states that don't have an income tax. The fact is, individuals know better how to spend their money than the government. And when we have an income tax, we are taxing people immediately for going to work. What is the biggest challenge we have right now? Our biggest challenge is getting people to work. So we're taxing them immediately. If you go to a consumption-based tax, then you're taxing people on what we spend, on what we do, not on, not on, not not penalizing us for working. Uh, we've discussed this for some time, off and on over the years. Uh, Georgia is at a unique position financially, in fact, in a better position financially than we've ever been in the history of the state. With a consumption-based tax, people are taxed on what they use. And the fact of the matter is, again, individuals know better how to spend their money than the government
1: does. Well, if I were proposing this, I I would certainly want to do it during an election year, especially if I were running for statewide office, which obviously, Senator Miller, you are running for lieutenant governor. I know David Perdue is on board with this, Republican candidate for governor. My sense is Governor Brian Kemp a little more cautious on this, maybe talking about uh, cutting the tax rate, if not eliminating the tax altogether. Where, Where are your legislative colleagues on this? Well,
0: We've been the Republicans have been in charge at state capitol for about three decades, and we've been talking about cutting the income tax the entire time. I think we've cut it a grand total of one fourth of one percent. And you know, let's put our money where our mouth is. Let's go to work. Let's get the hard work done. Let's get serious about it, and let's make this happen. I mean, everywhere I, I promise you. Nowhere do I go that I don't get a rousing response when I talk about eliminating the income tax. That is exactly what people want to do, and uh, I hear it throughout the state, I hear it throughout the uh, countryside, no matter what, I'm in northeast Georgia or northwest Georgia or, or the south Georgia. I hear the, the fact immediately that people are interested in talking about and trying to find a way to abolish the income tax.
1: Another proposal, another legislative proposal from State Senator Butch Miller, uh, this notion of eliminating, not just regulating, but eliminating altogether, the drop boxes, the election drop boxes that so many of us used. I used them at least once during the election cycle of 2020. You want those things to go away. Tell us why.
0: Well, the drop box is the weakest link in our voting system. How do you make a chain stronger? You eliminate the weakest link. If you'll um, notice, just a week or two ago, the Democrats proposed eliminating Senate Bill 202, which would have abolished the drop boxes. Frankly, the drop boxes were a response to a pandemic era, to a pandemic occurrence, to a once-in-a-lifetime occurrence. In fact, once in a generational uh, multi-generational occurrence, drop boxes were not meant to be used a long-term way to vote just like mask mandates in restaurants and places of business that won't be with us forever drop boxes were an emergency response and we need to go back to voting our normal way and also I will add that drop boxes are also burdensome to counties that are on the lower end of the socioeconomic spectrum because those counties have to man those drop boxes have to video those drop boxes have to have those video have to have those drop boxes inside and monitored and they have to be open all 17 days that the polls are open in fact it is less burdensome to drop to vote in person by drop by going in and filling out your ballot than it is by the drop box if you want to vote by drop box you've got to request an absentee ballot absentee ballot has to be sent to you you fill out the absentee ballot request you send the absentee ballot back, request back to Secretary of State. Secretary of State sends you an absentee ballot. You fill out the ballot, and then you, you send that ballot back to the drop box, or you put it in the drop box. You've got to do all that in order to vote on the drop box. However, if you go to the polling place, all you have to do is walk in and vote.
1: Another election issue, as raised by, I believe you're you're behind this one as well, or certainly involved in it, this notion for a constitutional amendment, Senator Butch Miller, that says only Georgians, only U.S. citizens, vote in elections in Georgia. Now, my understanding is that's state law already. Is is a constitutional amendment superfluous? You guys only have so much time up there. You going to spend some on this? I
0: don't think that it's superfluous at all. The reason I say that is, to allow non-citizens to vote in Georgia, it would only take 29 votes in the Senate and 91 votes in the House. This is exactly the same situation that occurred in New York when they put open the voting rolls just a few weeks ago and put 800,000 people on the voting rolls that were non-citizens. So it takes 29 votes in the Senate and 91 votes in the House to change that law. However, if it was a constitutional amendment, it would take 38 in the Senate, it would take 120 votes in the House, plus it would take the general public voting 51% to allow non-citizens to vote. And Tim, I believe that voting is sacred and citizenship matters. I mean, citizenship matters. That's the bottom line. And and non-citizens should not be voting in the
1: the state of Georgia. Senator Butch Miller, another couple of minutes here. Uh, Critical race theory. Uh, You folks, you Republicans in the legislature taking aim at this. Uh, It's one of those things, before you get about the business of debating a bill, you have to define the subject matter. You have to define critical race theory. Everybody challenges you to do that. How do you do that in a legislative fashion?
0: Well, Critical race theory, by any name, is what we want to make sure that we're not doing. Um, We want to ensure that our school systems uh, don't uh, institute or or insert critical race theory in any form or by any name. Uh, Our schools should be teaching children how to think, not what to think. Uh, Critical race theory teaches a segment of the students that they're either oppressed or they're the oppressor simply because of the color of their skin. It teaches children that they are either, they're either superior or they're inferior, simply because of the color of their skin. And that is a dangerous and divis- divisive ideology to inject into our children and to inject into our school systems. Uh, it is absolutely contradictory to the American brand. Uh The United States of America is the greatest country in the history of the world where anyone can succeed anyone. And to uh, to try to tell children that they're either oppressed or oppressor simply because of the color of their skin is simply wrong. And we should be encouraging our children uh, to work hard and accomplish goals and not pitting them against one another and telling them because of the color of their skin they're either Oppressed or
1: oppressor, uh, Senator Butch Miller again, Hall County Republican Senator candidate for lieutenant governor, the candidate qualifying a little more than a month away. The election itself, the May primary, uh, what about three and a half months from now? The shape of the campaign to this point. I always say in discussing this, uh, it, it, it's it, you know, it's one thing for Brian Kemp to get out there, Stacey Abrams, David Perdue campaigning for governor. That that's top of the ticket and top of the attention span. Got to remind people that there is a race for lieutenant governor. As a matter of fact, an open seat and then you got to convince them that you're the guy for the job. How do you drum up attention for a race that generally doesn't attract a lot?
0: Well, Tim, uh, because of my personal background, my family, my family experience, because of my business background, uh, my business experience, being a small business owner for my entire life, and because of my legislative background, having gotten the work done, having done the hard work in all of those areas, I believe, and I think a lot of people other, uh, would agree, that I'm uniquely qualified to be the lieutenant governor. I have the background personally, I have the background business, I have the background legislatively. And we have been traveling the state, uh, spent a lot of time in the car and a lot of time on the phone, and the reception that we're getting in places like Balbasta, where I know very few people, Savannah, where I know very few people, Northwest Georgia, Northeast Georgia, all over the state with the Crowds have been energetic, they've been enthusiastic. The the welcome has been warm and gracious, and folks are getting on board all over the state, and we have a real movement going on. And I am so very humbled by the outpouring of support. When we go into a town and people hear my story, they they hear my pitch, so to speak, and they walk over to me and they say, Mr. Miller, I'm with you. What can I do to help? Now that is humbling.
1: All right. Butch Miller for Georgia, and you spell out Georgia. ButchMillerforGeorgia.com is the campaign website. Senator Butch Miller, candidate for Lieutenant Governor. Butch Miller, if you think that he would like your vote, you got that right as he campaigns. You got that right. Jeff Duncan. <laughs> uh, Butch Miller, thanks for your time this morning. Best of luck out there. Talk again soon. Jim, have a great day. Thanks so much.